Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, alongside the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. And Frank, you have been, you have not had uh, an enjoyable holiday weekend from a, a social point of view, let's say. I know it's a weird time to be doing social things anyway, but you've been flat out working and I've been messaging you basically daily, hassling you to come on the podcast. So I, I don't know whether this is um, sympathy from you, feeling bad for me. But I, I'm very thankful that you're here. Thanks, Kane. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think my uh, response to you when you asked today if we're going to podcast, <laughs> I just think I said, fuck it, let's pod. Um, <laughs> excuse me, everybody. Because, uh, yeah, it's been, a, uh, it's been a very long work week. Um, yes, because I, I obviously don't talk to you three times a week uh, as, as my job um, that that's purely for play for pleasure. <laughs> so my, uh, my regular life um, has been uh, it's been a weird, uh, very, very, very busy work week uh, for various reasons. But um, yeah, so I worked um, and it's weird cause like we're all working from home all the time anyway. So it's always, so now it's like very strange, right? Because obviously it's just, you're just doing that and you're doing it on a, and I had a four-day weekend technically with my job. <laughs> my, my company gave technically at holidays Thursday and Friday, and then I was not able to take them off. Um, but I was home, and you know, I I I have to say, having a you know a two and a half year old um, when you're working crazy hours is is just the best distraction. Uh, my wife was a champ about kind of you know making sure uh, I could sort of be a delinquent and lock myself in a room and do work, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was then. They, then I'd come down and be like, "Oh, you know, my favorite person in the world, my little little daughter." Um, so yeah, weird, weird work weekend. Um, hopefully, people uh, were able to relax more than I did. Um, I, we did grill out. I, I we I didn't. I ended up having to deputize somebody else to grill. Um, <laughs> the couple friends that that we've been seeing uh, came came over yesterday and, and we grilled. But um, I didn't even bother doing the grilling I normally would. And I was just like, I got to do some stuff, and then I came down and was able to eat and be a little social for, for a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, so weird, weird 4th of July weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to believe we're in July already. Right. It's felt like, I don't know, March was just yesterday, but now it's July. And, um, uh, you know, I, if we do get an NBA season, it's, uh, it's getting closer. Yeah. It's crazy how close it's getting actually, because, uh, we've spoke endlessly every time we catch up i feel like we're like ah there's still plenty of time plenty of time until the season starts and i tweeted it out uh last night just before i went to sleep over here i i was looking at the schedule and the bucks are slated to uh, play the spurs on july 23 in a uh air quotes a preseason game i don't even know like a, a scrimmage of <laughs> whatever you want to call it but it's 18 days away and then uh, i went to sleep i woke up this morning 
as most people would know by now, the Bucks practice facility has been closed down. Uh, we heard from Bud last week, and he spoke about the fact that uh, he wasn't going to disclose individual uh, testing results, which is perfectly fine. There's no issue with that. But there has obviously been a positive test, whether it's a player, whether it's a coach, whether it's another staff member that's been inside uh, with these workouts. So the Bucks practice facility has closed down. It's now the, the fifth practice facility to close down with the Clippers, Heat, uh, and Nuggets are still shut. The Brooklyn Nets have reopened. Um, we know they've had a couple of players with DeAndre Jordan and Spencer Dinwiddie have tested positive to the virus. DeAndre Jordan's not going. So we don't know the specific details around this, but again, I don't think it's a huge surprise that this is the case. We know that uh, guys are in market now. They've traveled back from uh, wherever they may have been over the last uh, few months since the NBA shut down. The practice facility is not going to open up again. Uh, before the Bucks leave for Florida on July 9 in just a few days here now. Uh, so they won't be in there practicing as they were. I think the fact that they've closed down the practice, practice facility um, is obviously precautionary, but they also believe that there might be some chance of transmission there. So again, this throws up all kinds of questions for how you would manage this if uh, it happened in the bubble down in Florida. That person, whoever it is, uh, will have to follow the NBA's quarantine rules now and and go into you know some sort of quarantine and have two negative tests in a row before uh, they are allowed to head down to florida so you would assume at this point with the time time crunch that's on uh, they won't be on the team plane down to disney in a couple of days here <laughs> let's hope they're not on the team plane well um, i mean although... <laughs> I, I don't know i you know i mean let's let's be honest who knows yeah. i don't think yeah. so yeah um, I would, I would assume if it's a player, we would hear about it, uh, and maybe not right away, but I yeah. assume if it's a player, we, we would, we would know, uh, we'll, you know, we'd figure it out. Um, but, uh, but, you know, either way, um, obviously th- this kind of just, you know, makes me think of the conversation you had with our friend, Nate Duncan, just that, you know, a lot of the suspense and anxiety I think should be over. Can you get to the bubble? Um, can you get, you know, I think in, I think in, uh, MLS, um, there were, you know, outbreaks at camps and all this stuff. And I think, you know, we're going to see, obviously now that we're seeing training facilities, not just the bucks, but this is happening across like, you know, NBA, other sports where as soon as you try to bring, you know, a, a decent enough size of people, right? Like 30, 40 people, when you t- kind of make it the extended group of the traveling party, um, you know, and they're living in society and doing other stuff and they're not that controlled. Right. I mean, what they yeah. do when they leave the practice facility is, you know, it's up to them. Um, you know, they're, they're members of society and we see this now, <laughs> obviously in, in American society right now, people are catching this and, um, it's obviously a really big concern. So, you know, sports are not going to be a, uh, you know, an exception to that. Um, I think staffers were testing positive at a much lower rate. You know, I think when the NBA released the data there, there were far fewer staffers uh, from a percentage standpoint than players, um, which maybe isn't surprising given, you know, players are younger. Um, some of them were even playing in pickup games and doing <laughs> stuff that you would say is high risk. Um, but, uh, you know, either way, um, it's, uh, this, is, this is the threat, you know, sort of that we're going to live with here for the next few weeks. And then, Obviously, once you're in the bubble, um, you know, you hope that 
uh, even with things spiking in Orlando, in the Orlando area and Florida more broadly, that, uh, you know, the precautions that are set up minimizing, um, you know, any contact between staff and, and players. Obviously, the first thing is you hope that, you know, that, that nobody contests, but nobody slips in as part of the team uh, traveling parties, right? Obviously, with all the testing and the kind of effective quarantine that's going to happen when they get down there, you hope that that will ensure that, you know, there won't be any, any issues with, you know, people, especially players who are going to be, you know, going up against one another. And, you know, let's be honest, basketball is a high risk activity for transmitting COVID. Um, you hope that obviously you can get down there and in a way that, that you ensure that, you know, nobody gets in with, uh, with the virus. And then, uh, and then it's obviously the question of, can you keep it out? Um, but you know, first things first, you got to get everybody down there and, Obviously, that's that's easier said than done, and uh, we're seeing that you know not just in the NBA. It's it's emblematic of society more generally, and uh, at least American society came. You Australians seem to have kind of figured this out far better than than us. I guess Europe, Europe, Asia, pretty much you know everywhere except America seems to have figured this out better than better than us. But um, you know it's a concern, uh, and uh, I, again, I, my view, they're gonna. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're, you know, they're not canceling the season uh, because of some of this stuff. But again, um, this is a risk that's going to be hanging over over the Bucks uh, and and everybody else for the next few months, probably. All right, now for a note from our friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online, and they've been doing so for twenty years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as they are for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box today know we sent you that's locked on in the how did you hear about us box amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i think it's important to note because it's, it's been lost a little bit i i think um and i don't know if anyone listening to this podcast needs to hear this but the the health ramifications of getting the virus moving forward I still have to be thought of pretty damn seriously because Spencer Dinwiddie today, obviously it's pretty recent since he tested positive, but he spoke about the fact that uh, he's still struggling for energy, struggling um, to get uh, physical activity in. And he said that he jumped on the bike and overdid it a little bit and got dizzy and had to stop. Von Miller today, I think it's just came out from the Denver Broncos. He he tested positive in March and he said he's still having uh, lung issues right now. So uh, this is the big unknown with the virus. I also... I tweeted this out earlier and I had a bunch of people like quote tweeting and saying, well, well, you obviously don't understand what the NBA is doing. They are quarantining when they go down to Florida. Well, there's a 36 hour quarantine period when they get down to Disney. So you touched on the point that Nate made about getting down to the bubble without the virus. I've thought this the whole time and this isn't criticizing the, the Bucks or any of the teams or maybe not even really criticizing the league because I think that they've clearly put a lot of thought into how they want to do this. But it never made sense to me that the, the players and teams would be going back to the practice facilities while they're, yeah. st- while they're still in everyday life. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Like they should have, what they should have done 
is said, okay, everyone come back to market. We're going to put you, whether, I don't know where it is, a hotel, we're going to do something and we're going to isolate you for 10 days, test you, you're going to be negative and then we're all going down to Florida and we're going to practice and then we're going to get this thing rolling because this in market with people moving around, doing different things, traveling across the country and then going to the practice facility the next day, it just to me seems like it's just asking for trouble and now you're going to have a 36 hour quarantine period. What's 36 hours going to tell you? It doesn't even make sense to me. I, yeah, I mean, to, to me, this is the problem of trying to kind of reconcile the public health aspect of this and the fact that, you know, you're taking this epidemiolo epidemiologically sound approach as much as possible with the fact that these are people and, you know, quarantining them for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, it's just again, like, I mean, these are millionaire athletes. Yes, they're being paid a huge amount of money to do this. Um, but they also can say, you know, eh, I'm not down with that. And, and I think, I think what we've, you know, I think we've talked about it that, um, you know, it, I don't know, you know, we'll never know really what the final tally is, but, um, you know, as far as players who don't end up going to Orlando, you know, how much of that was due to, being afraid of the virus per se versus um, just not wanting to deal with like yeah. being away from friends, family, you know, uh, the ability to be social, let's call it, um, <laughs> uh, you know, for an extended period. I mean, and, and if you extend that even further to before you go, then obviously it just gets that much more acute. So, um, so yeah, it, it's just, I agree. I mean, it's kind of one of those like, what's the point type things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, now we're seeing the, the problems with it because obviously bucks are going to, you know, the, the, what the bucks were doing is, is not really going to be an option. So I, I don't know. Um, you know, obviously the league I'm sure wanted to find the right balance and whether they did or not, um, you know, again, it's, it's going to be highly subjective and, and I, I think, you know, at the end of this, oh, I mean, it's just, everybody's making it up as they go. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a plan, right. There's a protocol. There's that 113 page document, but you know, at the end of the day, the, the NBA has also kind of left themselves open to decide if there's an outbreak, we're gonna have to figure some stuff out, you know? <laughs> and, um, there, I, I'm sure there's going to be some curveballs, Um, and we just obviously hope that they're not going to be, be too significant. I was thinking about it the other day, how, you know, Giannis being kind of like a homebody, not really being like a, as much as he's like a very fun guy, he's also not the kind of guy that, you know, like, I don't think he's going to be um, trying to find, you know, random dudes from other teams to go play cards with. doesn't really seem to be his MO, um, <laughs> which in this case, I feel pretty good about that. You know, um, I feel like if, if Giannis, uh, you know, Giannis's biggest risk factor now is that somebody on the Bucks gets it and then they all get it because they wrestle with each other too much or whatever, you know, that, that that's going to be the, uh, that's the biggest, you know, threat vector for, for the Bucks at this point or their, their uh, pregame uh, wrestling, wrestling moves or something. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's just so strange to even having to be thinking about it this way, but that's just the reality of 2020. Now for a note from our friends at Bobbles Galore. Bobbles Galore is the leading bobblehead retailer in the country. They have a vast inventory of bobbleheads from all major sports leagues, including the Packers, Brewers, 
and Bucks, officially licensed by the NBA, MLB, and NFL. They have, in limited quantities, only 1,500 of these were made. They have the triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich, who is back in action at Miller Park, by the way. It's pretty exciting to have baseball back. For Bucks fans, you can also get the Greek flag Giannis bobblehead. Bobbles Galore can make custom bobbleheads for any occasion or event. Just go to bobblesgalore.com. Use the promo code Locked On to receive free shipping. That's bobblesgalore.com. Use the promo code Locked On and you'll get free shipping. So, from a basketball perspective, as we know, and again, I mean, it, it's all uncertain, but this is the schedule. This is what they're planning on doing. As I said, July 23, uh, they're looking at playing San Antonio. The other two games they have on this little mini preseason schedule are Sacramento and also New Orleans. So, uh, again, I mean, we've spoke about the fact that the Bucks then have, you know, kind of eight preseason games. So maybe they have 11 uh, run-in games here to, to work on rotations, ease guys into it, how much are the stars actually going to play. But we have had the opportunity in the last couple of days to talk to some of the players. Now, I don't know what's going to happen now because they're not in at the practice facility. They were scheduled... Uh, to have media availabilities uh, every day this week before they left for, for Florida. I'm going to go ahead and assume that they are not happening uh, anymore. But we did get to speak to Chris Middleton the other day, and I'm sure I'm sure you caught this, Frank. This one blew up. Uh, multiple people tweeted out the line from Chris Middleton that he said he uh, hadn't touched a basketball for two to three months. It was the longest period that he hadn't done so. I've got the audio here but from uh, that uh, question that was asked, which was from... Uh, Malika Andrews with ESPN, she asked him about uh, the protocols and how difficult it's been over the last few months and how difficult it will be. And then Chris sort of threw in this comment on top. But I, I think it's, it's nice to hear the audio alongside um, what you saw on Twitter. So I'll play this and then we'll, we'll speak to you. I mean, the protocols are there for a reason. Um, I think, you know, it's good and bad. One, there's so many restrictions. I mean, um, just as far as, you know, a player, um, we used to have a lot of freedom, um, especially during our downtime to do whatever we want and um, hearing all these rules and whatever, we get it at the same time. It's definitely going to keep us safe, but it's definitely going to be tough to do. I mean, um, uh, the restrictions they have on us on places we can go and the things we could do is not something that I think a lot of guys are used to or any guys are used to at all. Um, so that's going to be very different. Um, but as far as, you know, uh, I think I was probably not able to touch the basketball for maybe two, three months, um, which is definitely the longest I've been um, – without a basketball since I can't remember. Um, but definitely, like I said, it feels great to be back. So, Frank, before I really say anything about this, we've briefly spoke about this. What was your reaction when you saw this quote? Because it, it did very quickly get a lot of attention. Earlier uh, during, uh, you know, like a couple months ago probably, whenever they had that conference call, and I think Giannis and Chris both alluded to not being able to, you know, they don't have hoops at their houses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I know at the time people were like, why don't they don't have hoops at their houses? Like <laughs> how can the bucks not get the hoops? Right. Um, and my reaction was, well, if you're a professional basketball player and you have the ability to go to a world-class training facility, whenever you want, you probably don't need a, <laughs> you probably don't need a hoop at your house. Right. Like does, is Giannis need to work on free throws, you know, in a driveway somewhere like that's, that's probably not, you know, the, the best use of his time during normal, during normal periods. Uh, he can go to the Bucks training facility and, and work out there whenever he wants, you know? Um, so yeah, it, 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 again, it's just, we're in a different time. And 
the first thing I thought of though was JJ Reddick on, on his podcast. Um, and I forget if it was his podcast or if he was on the Bill Simmons podcast or whatever it was, but he made a comment how, um, he was going through basically like what he was doing during quarantine. And, and basically he found some gyms that would, he could go and get, get some time yeah, in basically. Right. Deal. And these were, they were not, they were not open. Uh, but him and his trainer could go and they could do workouts and things like that. Um, and he made a comment where he was like, anybody who says they couldn't get a gym is full <laughs> of shit, basically. Uh, and, and the flip side of that is it's also, you know, like if you're doing something that's against not just NBA protocol or, uh, you know, local restrictions, right? Because obviously a lot of places where these players were, you we wouldn't have been allowed to go do something like what JJ Wright is describing. Um, you know, so the incentive is like, are people going to like openly talk about it? I mean, JJ Reddick did, I give him credit. Like he didn't, you know, he was pretty open about what they were doing. He was saying, well, we were being taking precautions and, you know, him and his trainer obviously were, um, you know, I mean, they can do whatever they want, but ultimately, you know, they're passing basketballs back to each other and things like that. So, um, sure. There's some risk there, but you know, they were just, individual workouts with him and his trainer. Um, and so, yeah, but his point was, look, if Chris Middleton's in South Carolina or wherever he was, Giannis in Milwaukee, wherever he was, I mean, look, if they needed to go get into some time in a private gym, they, they could figure it out. Right now it's <laughs> unique. Cause you know, Giannis even being in Milwaukee, I, I, I like, it's an interesting question. Like, you know, it used to be the joke at the cousin center that he had the keys, you know, to the cousin center. He could just go work out there when he, wherever he wanted. Right. Um, now during what you know, was just happening, like would the bucks have let him on his own time, go into the practice facility by himself? I, I don't know. My guess is probably not, you know, just given the severity of everything. Like I, I imagine that teams probably were not even like looking the other way I'm guessing, but I don't know. Right. I mean, who knows? Like if, you know, they put keys in an envelope and, um, nobody was there and he would just go in. Right. Like, I mean, I certainly, obviously I'm not worried about that. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. So, but bottom line is, I don't know. Like, did Chris really not touch a basketball for two or three months? I don't know. Um, am I that worried about it given that, you know, he'll have a couple months of touching basketballs prior to actually playing basketball again? Um, you know, I think he'll be fine. Um, but I do think all this sort of highlights with Chris, you know, Chris was having, I mean, I, I, I saw his, uh, I think I saw it like, you know, just shot chart the other day for after it was. somebody posted a <laughs> yeah. shot chart and it was yeah. literally just green everywhere. I think it was in the and, Zach Cram uh, ringer article. It may have been okay. included in that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And I mean, you know, like it's, it's incredible. He's having an unbelievable shooting season. Um, but I mean, there is the obvious question of like, I mean, how long do you keep this up? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's never shot like this over a season before. Um, you know, you, you, you know, in the playoffs, you don't need to have more than a few days of not being at the top of your game to, you know, potentially have a big impact on whether your team advances through a playoff series. So, um, you know, I think with Chris, just because his game is so skill and shooting dependent, um, there's always that heightened risk of like, well, what if he just doesn't have shot some one series, right? You obviously didn't shoot well against the Raptors last year. Unfortunately, a, a, a you know description we can share with many of the Bucks, including you know Giannis as well, like struggled 
shooting and, and hitting free throws, everything against the Raptors. Um, but, you know, Giannis, obviously, you know, you feel more confident that he's not just, he doesn't get in slumps in the same way that a shooter would. So, um, so yeah, I, I think this is a risk for everybody, you know, and again, I, I'm not really that hung up on the, what you were doing during quarantine type stuff quite so much, but just guys coming back from a weird, weird extended break from basketball. Um, some guys are probably going to be a lot closer to what we expected them than others. And obviously with Chris, I mean, he's the most important shooter on this team. And if he, you know, takes a while to get started. Um, and again, Chris, you know, not always a guy that has been in the best shape at the start of seasons, not the guy that has always necessarily started as well as you would like. Um, I think there's absolutely some concern there. We've talked about Giannis being a fast starter. And I think obviously, yeah, there's some concern that, you know, Chris and how important he's been and just how good he's been, right? The standard he's set this season is so high um, that, you know, does he come back to earth somewhat uh, when we come back to, to basketball? I think that it would only be natural for that to happen to some extent. But you just worry that, you know, is that going to be heightened because of just the circumstances? Yeah, so first of all, I think that Chris Milton either way is in a lose-lose <laughs> lose situation. It's going to be really difficult for him because you spoke about uh, how well he was playing. I mean, the only way that he's going to get the benefit of, of the doubt of a lot of people out there is if he comes back and continues to shoot that way. So my first thought when he said this was similar to you, I'm very skeptical. I got no problem with saying that. I am very, very skeptical that he didn't touch a basketball for two to three months. Uh, but I also know now that if he doesn't play well, then everyone's going to look at that and say, well, you didn't touch a basketball. Yeah, unprofessional, unprofessional. What are you doing? You paid $170 million, uh, $179 million. So it's a tough spot to be in for him. I will point out that Pascal Siakam said the exact same thing on the same day. Jason Tatum has gone ahead and said the same thing, which is really interesting to me because I've been seeing a lot of publicity for Jason Tatum's golf game that he's been out and playing a lot of golf lately, working on the golf swing, but he hasn't been touching the basketball. I don't know whether that's just me being, uh, you know, a bit skeptical of these guys and some of the answers they're saying, but you're right. Uh, I was listening to that JJ Reddick podcast back in, I'm going to say it was back in April, even late April perhaps. And I remember thinking to myself, hmm, that's interesting that he said that. As an individual doing that, it's not sanctioned by the team. Maybe that's the difference there. But there's no doubt that you're not going to hear a player come out on a, player, on a team-sanctioned press conference and say, oh, yeah, I've been playing basketball all the time, been in the facility, been doing this. You're not going to do that because you're going to put the team in hot water given the rules that they're under. The other thing that's worth noting is that I know that teams are allowed under the guise of rehab protocol allowed to have some guys working out. Now, Dante DiVincenzo was one of those guys. I know that because he admitted that in a video a few months back that was surprising to me. It didn't get much attention. So I just don't believe that these guys haven't touched the basketball for three months. Now, did they go through that period in March, early April, when we were speaking to Giannis all the way back uh, on April 5, I believe, and he said he hadn't touched a, a basketball? Yeah, I believe that because at that point in time, it was such a crazy period with the NBA shutting down. You knew it wasn't coming back anytime soon. And there was so much uncertainty and um, fear, I guess is the right word, regarding the virus and, and what direction it was going to head. So I believe that for sure. Do I believe that through right through April, May and June, they weren't touching the basketball? Not at all. Absolutely not. I do not believe that. But like I said, uh, he's going to be 
under pressure now <laughs> to come back and shoot well because if not, uh, that quote everyone's going to to point to. And, and we know, like Middleton's been one of those guys that's been maligned uh, over the journey. Actually, being a decent playoff performer, but as you said, uh, the postseason, uh, sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals against Toronto uh, didn't go so well. But the fact that other players are saying this around the league, I wouldn't be panicking too much if I was a Bucks fan. I, I it's either none of the NBA players have been shooting at all. Or they're all just uh, maybe, maybe twisting the truth a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, look, the different cities, obviously, different states have had different, you know, regulations sure. around what people could do. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, like there was obviously the talk about the Lakers and Laker players gathering at this, you know, this guy's house. That uh, and Reddick also talked about this because apparently this house is like very well known among NBA players. Um, and it's not just Lakers players who work out there, especially during the off season, but you know, this guy who's like got a replica of the Staples center in his backyard, basically like a, a gym, basically. And uh, Lakers supposedly were, were working out there together. I mean, you know, again, uh, it's, it is what it is. And uh, every team's just going to have to figure it out. And, and again, you know, all these different things going on, whether it's practice facilities, shutting down, things like that. Um, it's just one more thing in a, in a year that has presented so many unique and, and different challenges. And, um, you know, the good news for the Bucks, obviously, is that, well, the good news, good news or bad news, right, is that they don't really have to be at their sharpest for those eight, um, you know, seating games, whatever we're going to call them, um, that they can actually kind of take their time a little bit. But, again, like, you know, we'll see. I mean, is that going to be a, a, help, a help or hindrance that you can kind of, get work back into shape maybe a little slower than, than other guys um, because I don't, I don't know. We'll see. It may be maybe the teams that have to take those games seriously. Maybe they benefit from that, you know, being, being more ready in the playoffs. And obviously as we've discussed, that's probably the, the thing that I'm most curious in is just how does Bud manage minutes? How does he ramp guys up during those eight seeding games, knowing that, you know, the Bucks aren't like desperate to, they don't have to, they don't have to win every game or anything like that. But um, how do you get, you know, a team revved up, uh, that obviously is trying to make a title run. Yeah, no question. I think the big thing is the uncertainty around all of it. And you're hearing that from players all around the league as they speak. They don't really know. They've never been in this situation before. As far as basketball perspective, I don't think this next three or four days that the Bucks would have been practicing, it was still going to be individual workouts. There was no five-on-five stuff happening until they get down to Florida. So I don't think it's, it's set them back uh, a big way in terms of their preparation for florida it's obviously not ideal and first and foremost the concern is is for the person that tested positive and um you just hope that that doesn't extend to more than one person as they continue their testing through the next few days so more uh for me anyway more concern obviously about the person hopefully that they are uh, doing okay uh i wouldn't worry from a basketball perspective as you said the you know they're going to have plenty of games to work into this to warm up uh, they'll get some five on five stuff hopefully done down in florida but uh i don't know i guess we'll just have to wait the next few days here to see what what comes of this if we do find out who it was i'm sure uh, that that will be reported if that's the case uh, and hopefully hopefully the rest of the the crew can get down to florida later this week yeah that's a good point you're absolutely right i i mean i i've already been so you know programmed to think about this just kind of coldly and logistically but but obviously yeah if there's somebody in the bucks you know, traveling party and staff, whatever that, that is having this. And obviously first concern should be that, you know, they recover completely and, you know, some 
scary stories. I, you know, you just trying to keep up with the news about this, just some scary stories about just some people who, you know, literally spend months trying to get back to normal um, from, from this illness. And, uh, and in that case, you know, people, some people who haven't, right. People that got sick early and think they're over it and just are still battling it. Um, that's, that's the scary part that obviously I think we assume obviously for most people, it's not going to be the case. Um, you know, for NBA athletes, we really haven't heard, um, you, know, you mentioned Dinwiddie, but we really haven't seen any NBA athletes, um, which is not as surprising, you know, demographically, they don't, you know, line up to the kind of very high risk groups given their age and obviously the level of physical fitness. But, um, you know, you kind of, then I think become a little desensitized to it, right? Just like, Oh yeah, you know, they're mostly going to be asymptomatic or whatever. And, uh, obviously, you know, especially if it's a staffer older, somebody older, right. I mean, Bud isn't, isn't that old by coaches standards. I think we're going to see some interesting decisions here around coaches and assistant coaches and, and different people that decide perhaps not to go, uh, into the bubble, uh, for kind of health risk reasons. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you just hope that, that obviously, uh, you know, you, you're not taking anything for granted, just assuming that, that people will, will recover from this. So, um, I mean, look, I, I'm in the same spot as far as just crossing my fingers, hoping we get to July 30th and kick off the season. I think bucks are on day two, July 31. And, um, you know, again, I think once, once things start, obviously then, I don't know, it's almost like we're going to be in, uh. Uh, to some extent a degree of anxiety is going to be always sort of hanging over us you know especially once you get to the playoffs right like that nightmare of like Giannis Adekumbo is you know pested positive for coronavirus right like that that would obviously just be like the you know the worst thing as a Bucks fan that that you could hear um but uh I don't know I mean hopefully we'll uh hopefully the NBA will will pull this off and and manage it and um and we'll be able to focus on basketball, which is unfortunately the one thing that we haven't been able to focus on now for months and months and months. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the unfortunate state of the world, I guess right now where we're hopefully, you know, getting this postseason run back and we still um, have all these concerns and, and these, and things like today that are, that have propped up, but if you want to keep up to date with everything else that's going on around the NBA, you should check out the locked on NBA podcast because daily, there's lots of stuff going on with all the teams that are also in relation to the Bucs and potentially uh, contending with Milwaukee for an NBA championship. Uh, the Bucs are moving down to Florida this week, as are the rest of the team. So keep it with us through the week, and we will update you guys with all the news as it comes through. Frank, uh, it's it a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure to have you back. It's, it's been great to be back. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully I will not take too many more of these DNP works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get your priorities right, Frank. All right, come on. This, this, po- <laughs> this podcast is first and foremost, and and you know you will you do know that regardless of what happens, you you'll, you'll get a message from me tomorrow, uh, tomorrow evening, saying no, what, what, what's up today, and we'll we'll see what's going on then. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Though. Yes, be patient. Be be patient for anybody <laughs> who sent us a mailbag question. Be patient. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know that things have changed a lot since people sent in the mailbag questions. We appreciate it. We will I hopefully get to it this week or sometime. Yeah, they're not too time sensitive. That's the good thing about those. I've been talking about this for the last two weeks, but I haven't forgot. They're still sitting there. We will be back tomorrow for Frank and myself. Uh, we'll speak to you guys then.